There's a guy that I'll listen to. I won't say his name because I don't want no goofiness to happen. But something he said, he, he says, is, um, basically he was saying, I'm going to put it in my own words. Basically, he does, he's like, I don't understand why we tell people, don't touch the stove. People have to go through the, the pain of touching the hot stove for them to learn. Yeah. And I think it's just because that is one of a, that's, I think, that, I think it's because people, no one ever appreciates things that's given to them. No one appreciates, like, no one appreciates money. You give me $100 right now, I'm going to spend it. But if I worked my four or five hours this week, or not four or five hours, I wait way more than four, four or five hours, folks. <laughs> but I worked 40 hours this week, and I'm not going to spend that $100 as much because I'm like, I earned this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing with the, the, the hand on the stove. Like, if your mom and dad say don't touch the stove, you're not gonna listen to them, like it's why gonna make you even more curious to yeah. touch the stove? But when you go through the pain and you earn that lesson, you're gonna appreciate it more. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the UR Story Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Hoff Jr. Some people know me as Buddy, some people know me as Gabe. But you can call me your homie. All right. So here at the UR Story Podcast, we're all about just bringing people on and just sharing their stories, sharing their experiences, and sharing some of the things that they've been through and what's led them to where they are now. And, you know, every guest that I bring on, I try to bring people on that have had an impact in my life and, you know, someone that I share a relationship with. So here at UR Story, our goal is to just share these stories, which can help you with yours, which not only affirms the fact that you're part of the story, but affirms the fact that you are the story. So without further ado, I got a special guest for y'all today. Uh, it's somebody who I've known for a long time now. We started out as friends and, you know, he's someone that I'm proud to call my brother now. You know, we've been through a lot together, been through a lot of ups, been through a lot of downs, but hey, that's led us to where we are now. So, you know, without further ado, I introduce my homie. Adam July. What's Ooh, up, man? What's going on, big dog? <laughs> like that intro, like that intro. And let's let y'all know, it's never been downs between us. We've been going through downs together. It's yeah, never been. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a crazy down, so. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, but, I mean, let me tell y'all, man, like, you know, we, like, this, I... Something my dad always says is association brings assimilation. And pretty much what that means is like, you know, the people you hang around or spend most of your time with, you know, they rub off on you and things like that. And so because of that, I've always kept my like friend circle. You know, I've been a lot of I, don't, I wouldn't say I've been picky about who I choose as friends and stuff like that. But, you know, I like to be around people who are adding value to my life and just bring me value and stuff like that and that's not to say that I don't say what's up to people say hi and things like that but I'm talking about those that are really close to me so you know you're one of those people man you I know appreciate you it a bit. I appreciate it a bit dog <laughs> hey man I've known you for at least since you were in seventh grade and maybe I was in eighth grade and I just have seen you grow up you see me grow up and man I just want to say I'm really proud of the man you've become just yeah. I mean, I just see the hard work you put in everything you do. I just know that you're going to be a wonderful husband, a really great father, and even, a, you know, I know you're going to have a long, successful 
uh, engineering career. I know what you want to do after that and all that craziness. We won't get into that. But uh, I just know everything you put your hand in is going to be gold. So, I mean, that's what's up, man. Just, yeah, man. I, I, hey, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, we we talk a lot, like, on the phone. You know, we hang out. We, we don't hang out as much as we used to, like, yeah. back when I was in school and in the dormitory. This dude was there, like, at least once or twice a week. And so, people thought I went to UNC Charlotte. And yeah. I didn't go to UNC Charlotte. <laughs> people was like, do you go here? And I was like, nah, bro, I go to CP. But uh, my friend here. <laughs> and then we, we got to a point where we started lying, saying that I was a, a student there. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and then one time, one time we, uh, there was a statistics class. Yeah. And we were sitting in it. And he was answering questions. <laughs> And like people were turning around, like, who is this? Like, who, who, we don't know who this is. So, yeah, man. Yeah. So, before we recorded this and we were texting and stuff, I told you what I was going to call this episode. I'm calling it Keeping It 100. Right. So, I think that's a fit. I think that's a fitting title for me. I mean, I've never been a person to mince words to bite my tongue. I've been trying to bite my tongue a little bit more. Um, (laughs) You know, because even though sometimes, sometimes things need to be said, they don't have to be said then, or I don't be in the right mind or headspace to say it how I should say it appropriately and stuff. But, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to figure it out. Something I'm working on. Be Try to, you know, be honest, but, you know, maybe not as rudely or, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, something that, Something that I like to do is I like to, and I say this on every episode, I like to remember when and how I met people. So with you, I think I remember, I think I remember when we met, which was, I think y'all had just became members of the church. Yeah. And you know how they used to have like the members like standing at the front of the sanctuary at the end and like people can go and greet them. Mm -hmm. So I remember you and your family were standing up there and we greeted each other and stuff. But we didn't. That was just kind of like a greeting or yeah. introduction. We we didn't really like really like start building that relationship till. And we actually talked about this recently. We went to this one thing called. Um, uh, it was a it was, was a, it? a youth group mission camp called Caswell. Caswell, Caswell, Caswell yeah, yeah, Caswell. And we just so happened they uh, put us in the same group for that week together, doing little mini mission trips and stuff. And we wasn't ever really working though. Like, yeah, we went out. Our job was to go to the beach every day of a week of the week and go play volleyball. People. Yeah. And actually, it was like my second time at the beach. So I actually got really burnt up that that week because I didn't know anything about sunscreen and all that. But we we're supposed to be playing volleyball, people. And while I'm playing volleyball with people, <laughs> we're supposed to be sharing the gospel. <laughs> and, and I was like, man, I'm just going to play volleyball. I don't know, like, what people, like. But, yeah, that was a crazy. That was that was the craziest week. Like, I think it's fitting that we met that, like, that we kind of started our friendship that week. But that was the craziest week, like. Stuff between stuff that happened between our youth group, like yeah. things that happened with other youth groups and stuff, and then like things that were going on at the actual beach because the beach wasn't a private yeah. beach; it was just a regular North Carolina beach, I believe. Yeah, and 
There was a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, I think like a couple yeah. people drowned it, that that yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, it was it was just the the craziest week ever. Um, I know uh, Will, our old youth pastor, he talks about that week all the time, <laughs> and that was his first like mission camp and stuff. And it just it stresses him out to to this day thinking about it. So, but yeah, I'm that was where we started, and now we're here. Yeah, yeah, and. The, the reason I like to do that, like, remember when and how I met people and stuff is because I like to see, like, how far the relationship's gone and stuff like that. How, like, you know, if we've gotten closer, if we drifted apart, stuff like that. But as far as I can remember, and going back to what this episode is called, Keeping It Real, as far as I can remember, that's always how you've been. You've always just been someone who... And you've asked me this before, you know, hey, you've asked me, hey, buddy, am I... Do you think I'm mean or... Yeah. And, And I've always said, like, you're not mean. You're just you're just willing to say what others aren't. Mm -hmm. And in a way that can be a good thing in a way that can be a bad thing. But I think at the end of the day, it for me, at least with you, I respect you for it because it's helped me in a lot of ways. You know, something that. Not a lot of y'all know I was in a relationship this past summer. <laughs> yes, it's revealed. I know a lot of people don't know that. The only people that really know is like my really, really close friends and family and stuff. But yeah, I was in a relationship this summer. And often I would like call Adam and just tell him what's going on. And most of the time it was just I would call and tell him like I was annoyed of something or things like that. And you know, he would always just keep it real. He would always be like, you know, this and that and this and that and stuff. But I'm curious, man. So, like, like I said, I as long as I've known you, you've always kept it real. So I'm wondering, like, where did that come from? What makes you want to just be willing to just tell people how it is? And, you know, you're obviously you're doing it to help them. You're not ever doing it in a way that hurts them. Or condescending. But, yeah. yeah, I understand. So, like, where where'd that come from? So, I think first thing first, I think it came from my mother. My mother has always been the person to say what needs to be said, and um, she's a little bit softer with it now. But she used to say it however it used to come to her mouth, and a lot of people think it would be like they would be intimidated by her, and it's like. No, dude, like, she just said what needed to be said. She may, she could have said it a little softer, a little nicer, but, like, yeah. no, she just said what needed to be said, like, and, like, that's something I always respect by my mom, like, she was very, like, if the rest of the world was saying yes and she knew it was wrong, she was going to say no. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how I've gotten to be as well, where, like, if I see something that's truly, truly wrong, that's against my, like, my morals and my values, like, I'm just not gonna be with it, and like, I don't care. Like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to hang out with me afterwards, or, or you talk behind my back or whatever like that. Like, I'm not with it. I'm just not with it. Like, um, and I, I think people should be like that. I think so many people on it. That's what, that's what frustrates me about so many people that a lot of people don't even go with. They don't even like agree with things or go with things. Because they agree with it or that's their values. They do it because that's what everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think it's crazy that we've seen in history of people following, everyone following one person because it's 
the trend. It's what was. It sounds good. It sounds the best. And most of the time, it never, it never goes well, especially yeah. for. I mean, besides Christianity and Jesus, like most of the time, it never goes well. Like, um, and I'm not gonna lie, there are some good things that like, like people are like, oh, this is this is good, and people do follow, but like. Most of the time, like, if it's a truly good thing, like, people don't follow it like they should be. Or this, this is also how I figured out, like, if something's not good or not. Like, if everybody is, like, fooling with it and you got to – you have to figure out ways to make it sound good, it's like, all right, no, this is not good. You're not going to sit here and tell me that this is good because it's not good. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. I would say my mom, um, I, watched, I watched a lot of wrestling, like, back in the day. Like, and like WWE. WWE, yeah. so, like, a lot of promos <laughs> and stuff that um, people just kind of say, like, they're telling each other about, about themselves, like. Um, so, I watched a lot of that. Um, I watched a lot of NFL with analysts as well. And so, analysts, that's their job, just keep it real, say what, say what needs to be said, say what's on their mind, tell the truth. Yeah. Be unbiased with it. So yeah, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna lie and be like I'm I'm completely unbiased. I'm probably like a sixty forty unbiased bias thing. But like I don't know. I just try to keep it as honest as possible. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, if it comes to the point where I need to say something, I'm gonna say something. Like I don't worry about. I don't, and it's the thing too. Like people are like, oh, you gotta worry about your job. Man, there's a hundred thousand jobs out here in the world. <laughs> like what are we worried about jobs for? Like you know what I mean? Like. What I'm doing now, I, I there are, are 30 other positions in that in this in this city, and then there's probably a hundred hundreds of thousands in this state, and then there's probably millions and millions in the United States. Like I'm sure I can get a job or doing, doing what I'm doing if I really enjoy doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, same thing with like women and friends. Like if I have to go back on what I truly believe, then and they are. Ridicule, ridiculing me, Ooh, crazy word, um, <laughs> about it, then they definitely shouldn't be in my life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I guess, long story short, my mom's, my mom's, yeah. Yeah, and I I, I know your mom too, and I, I can vouch, yeah, she was definitely someone who kept it real. She wasn't afraid to, you know, say what was on her mind. And I, you know, obviously there, like I was saying, there's some, pros and cons to it mm-hmm. but I feel like at the end of the day you know as long as you're keeping it real then you'll get respect in this world and, oh yeah and like you like you were saying with like Jesus you know Jesus even with the gospel like you know as Christians we should want to be more like Christ and everything like that and Jesus wasn't afraid to say, <laughs> say what, say say what, what had to be real. said as simple as that like yeah and um and Jesus was different because Jesus was kind of going, like, if you put it in today's turn, he was going against what the government was saying and what the woke crowd or what everyone else is saying, too. So he's going against kind of like, kind of like the Pharisees and like the Roman government. So he was saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. Usually, like, most people, like, they they say something that agrees with the government, so they got the government to back them. Or, and vice versa, they say something that's going with the crowd that's going against the government, they got that crowd backing them. 
But Jesus, he just had him and his homies. And even the homies wasn't backing him all the way through. So, yeah. like, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, there was Peter who who denied him and stuff. And then we everybody knows about Judas. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I mean, eventually, like, besides Judas, all the disciples, they they ended up, you know, being martyrs and dying for Christ and things like that. But, I mean, if Jesus, let's just say Jesus hadn't been 100 with them and just kept it real and told them things about themselves that they didn't even know. Yeah. You know, who knows if they would have, you know, given their lives for him like they did and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So, yeah, I think there's definitely, you know, we need more of that, you know. And that a lot of people say, you know, a good friend will tell you the truth. And it's not just surface level like, oh, you know, here's a mint. Or, yeah. oh, did you need some like deodorant or something? Yeah, like, no. If, if your breath stinks, I'm like, hey man, I don't got a mint for you right now. But listen, <laughs> you gotta change up the technique the way you're brushing <laughs> your teeth, bro. Because this is not just the one day. Like I'm running out of mints. Like uh, you, you, you killed my pack of gum last week. You, you need, you need to change the way you brush your teeth up, man. You see what I'm saying? Or you yeah. need to get new deodorant. And I don't see what's wrong with that. People are like, oh, that might hurt their feelings. No, hurting their feelings is someone else that don't love them saying, dang, dude, your breath stink. Like, dang, bro, you you smell bad. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, man. So just, just staying on that topic, you know, would you say that that mindset of wanting to help everybody by keeping it 100 with them, is that kind of what, because you, you uh, are into, you're into sports and everything. You know, this guy is, like, one of the biggest sports fans I know, especially football. And, you know, you were talking about sports analysts and things like that. Mm -hmm. Would you say that that mindset of wanting to keep it 100 with everybody kind of played a part into your desire to talk about sports and, you know, kind of look to that as a, you know, profession or things like that? Yeah, absolutely. And now, you think, now that you brought sports up, another, like – Keeping it real, someone that I saw keeping it real, um, from the from as a child was coaches. Football yes. coaches would tell you if you suck. <laughs> Simple as <laughs> yes. that. They'll tell you they won't tell you if you're good. If you're not, if you're, you know what I mean. Like they'll tell you if you suck. Like it, it's it, like, you know what I mean. Because at the end of the day, they're trying to win, and so they're either gonna tell you that you suck, so you can either get your. Excuse my name. All I say it. <laughs> <laughs> Either they're gonna tell you that you suck so you can get yourself together and play better, or they're gonna tell you that you suck. So when your running back two, your quarterback two replaces you, you're not like, ooh, what, 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 why am I getting replaced? Because you're not good. This is why. They also gonna tell you like what you can do better at. Like, yeah, if you if your hands are if your hands are garbage, you do great routes, uh, Rodney. But, you, but man, your hands, you can't catch a cold <laughs> in the pool, you know, at, th at 30 degrees. Like, you not, you not. So, like, that's what, like, another thing. Like, because some coaches, they go overboard with it. Yes. And they yell, yes. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, if you push through all that, they're just trying to tell you what you need to do to get better. Yeah. Like, and so a lot of players, a lot of players that take it personally, and they're like, well, mom, like, Coach, 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 so and so said that uh, I'm not good. 
well, how about you see why you're not good and approve on it? Maybe he's saying that because he wants you to improve on it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? He's on your team. He's not gonna want, he's not gonna purposely put your t- put you down. Like he wants you to be better. Yeah. And um. So, but yeah, I think that I think I think what talking about sports was a thing like, um, like I wasn't bad at football, but like I knew it was never gonna be in the NFL. I knew like. Maybe if like, maybe if I knew what I knew now, I could have played like a low end Division One school, maybe a Division Two. Yeah. But like, I wasn't gonna ever beat that. I wasn't obsessed with it. And the reason I'm saying I wasn't obsessed with playing football is because the one thing that was keeping me from playing football was my grades. And people that really want to play football, they're gonna make sure their grades are straight so they can play. Like. Nothing's going to stop me from playing. And that's what stopped me from playing. My GPA was always below the minimum where I could play. And I played my freshman, sophomore year. Um, Actually, my second to last game, my sophomore year on JV, I got suspended off that game because I missed the practice, messing around with a girl, missed practice, silly stuff like that. Like, um, so girls, grades, like – my freshman year, I had, I mean, great season. And I did go for spring practice my junior year. Uh, well, my sophomore year, going to junior year. Yeah. And they had me on varsity. They had me. They had plays and stuff. They were going to put me on varsity. And I feel like I deserved it. I was getting bigger. I was stronger. I was getting faster. And I think I would have had a rock a little junior year. But I think my senior year could have been really good. Yeah. But um, my grades. And a lot of people that know my story in high school, they're like, Oh, you had this going on. You had this going on. Yeah, but people had worse odds and overcame them. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's no reason for my grades to be as bad as they were. There's no reason for me to be messing around with as many girls as I were. I should have been strictly grades in football. The two things, grades in my not my passion, but football was. And for me to play my passion, I should have been working on my grades. Yeah. So when I realized, I was like, I'm not going to play football. <laughs> like, I'm not even, like, eligible to play. Let me just graduate and figure out how I can still stay around football. Um, so, the thing that I love was commentators. Commentators, you don't hear them, but the way their voices bring a game alive. Like, yeah. you know, some players, some people can make a two-yard run sound exciting. <laughs> like, and that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do at the point at that time. I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to talk about the game. I want to be uh, a broadcaster. And that's what I eventually went to school for. Um, then I changed to being an analyst. Um, but I looked at both of those fields, and they're extremely difficult to be in. Like, they're extremely difficult to be in. Um and you also are going against people that are former players or they got injured or something like that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. think about how many players, like, Tom Brady has a contract. He hasn't retired. He has a contract, I think, with CBS that's already. Right. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees did it after. Jonathan Vilma is doing it now. Um, Robert Griffin III is doing it. He's doing it kind of bad. Mark, Mark Sanchez is doing it kind of bad as well. Um, but Tony Romo has is. Flourishing with it. He's thriving. He's a great 
commentator, great analyst. Yeah. So I thought about that too. I was just like, man, like this is gonna be hard. Like I'm a nobody. I don't come from money. Like I'm not a particularly great student. I miss a guy that likes football, and that's not gonna get me to where I want to go. You know, nobody's gonna be like, oh, you love football that much? Well, <laughs> well, come on in the booth, man. And you know what I mean. And there was a lot of opportunities and stuff too that I passed up, scared, not knowing what to really do. Um, that if I probably went back, I'm not gonna say oh, I'll do differently. I probably would pass them up again, like because <laughs> I was I was 18, 19 year old kid, scared, not knowing, yeah, and only doing what I knew. Like, um, I think I, I I hate to say this, but I wasted a whole t- two years at Central Piedmont. Because I was at East Mac next door, and that's what everyone was saying. You can't, you know, if you're not a strong student, Central Piedmont needs to be where you go. If you're not, uh, if you know your parents don't have money, Central Piedmont, first two years, get your GPA up, then go to a four-year. That was stupid. Like, it, it was dumb. Like, I went to there. I did my gen eds. I was basically doing the exact same classes I was doing my senior and junior year. I didn't do, I didn't. It wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't doing well, but I didn't want to do them. Like, so when I got yeah. to CP, I was like, I still don't want to do this. Like, just because it's college, I don't mean, just because it's college, I still don't want to do this stuff. Like, um, one opportunity that um, Will, and he still to this day tells me, that's why I should have went after high school. There's a Connecticut School of Broadcasting. I should have did that and hopped right into broadcasting. Instead of having to go through gen eds and stuff, I would have just strictly learned what I needed to learn with broadcasting. It would have been stuff doing, like the podcast, um, doing broadcasting, uh, behind the camera and producing and things like that. Yeah. That's what I should have did. I should have went to a broadcasting trade school. But, no, everyone's just like, go to community college, go to community college. Why am I doing that? I have an interest in something. I need to go to that trade school. Why not just do that? And so, like, I love CP. CP is a great school if you don't know what you want to do. But I knew what I wanted to do, and that's what I should have did. I should have went to the trade broadcasting school. Um, So I didn't finish. I didn't finish. I only got, like, a few credits. And I still want to be around football. I'm just figuring out how. The latest thing that I'm thinking that I really want to do is being a sports agent. Um, But that – that's it's not a hard field to get into, but it's a long it takes a long time to get into it. Yeah. Um that's still you gotta go to college. And a lot of people don't know this. You have to be in law school. Yeah, I remember you talking about You have to be yeah, in law school yeah. or you have to have seven years of negotiating contracts. And that's just so like the NFL, the NBA, player associations, major league baseball player association don't want you in there and you're not knowing how to read a contract, <laughs> like, yeah. and know how to negotiate for your client. So, I mean, there's that. That's what I'm, that's my biggest plan right now, just trying to get into that. So, um, but back to the, like, the sports analyst thing. If I, if I do it before I pass away, cool. If I don't, it's fine. Like, I think it's so great now that you don't have to be on ESPN anymore. You can, you can start your own podcast or yeah, yeah. You, can do, you can say, whatever you want to say on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. So, like, the sports analyst thing was cool at one point, but now because there's so many other platforms to do it, like, I'm kind of falling off from that idea. Yeah. 
No, yeah, I hear you, man. But at the same time, anything is achievable. Because I, I remember you were telling me this story one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were working with somebody. I forget who it was. But you, it was either when you were in, you told me, it, it was either when you said you were in school or you were working with somebody. And they said something like, or you were talking to them about school and stuff like that mm-hmm. and grades and stuff like that. Yeah. And he he said something like, I knew you were smart all the time or something like You remember telling me that? Who, me? Yeah. It, Someone said that I was smart? Yeah. It was, um, he said, because I, and you were like, how do you know? And he was like, because I, I work with you all the time and I'm here with you all the time. So I heard that from a lot of people, though. Okay. I heard that from a lot of people. Okay. This is just like, they're like, just Adam, just the way you think and just the way you talk and the way you present yourself and this and this and that, blah, blah, blah. I just can tell that you're really smart, just naturally. Like, or, and like, you're a free thinker. You know how to, you know, uh, problem solve and a lot of potential and stuff. And I've always heard it. I just, you know, it's, I'm a little arrogant, I'm a little cocky. I think a lot of people know this. And I see it in myself, but I just don't see what people see in me sometimes. Like, I mean, I mean, being able to say what needs to be said, being a fearless person, uh, I'm not saying I'm the greatest leader, but being able to have the want to to go lead or anything like that, like, yeah, I don't know. I think I see that in a lot of people. They just kind of suppress it. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people can say what needs to be said, but they don't want to say what needs to be said. Like, um, I think a lot of people can lead, but when their opportunity comes up and their team really needs them, they shy down from it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that to me, and that kind of gets me through a lot of it because I actually had someone tell me that um, recently. Um, I was having a lazy day, just like chilling, like, and, um, she was just like, man, like, I just been seeing you drink a lot lately and like being lazy and stuff. And like, you go to work and that's it. Like, you know, you go to work and you drink and you're kind of lazy around that, around your room, around your house. Like, like, I need you to go out and do something else. Go do something. Like, she's like, I see so much potential in you that it makes me sad when I see what you're doing to yourself. Like, you don't care about yourself. Like, go do something. And this person, too, like, I'm, I won't say on camera, but, um, like, she doesn't have to be in my life. She's choosing to be in my life. Um, and she doesn't have to say that to me. You know what I mean? I think she said that because she has true love and concern about the things I've been doing lately. Like, yeah, yeah. why are you not? going out and conquering the world? Why are you not doing what you need to do? Why are you not, you know, being better? Yeah. So, um, and so actually her telling me that kind of put a little spark into my flame, whatever like that. I'm still trying to figure out like, all right, man, let me get up and go do this. Or let me get up and do that. Or after I get off, after I get off work, what do I, what can I still do? Cause that's something else I'm learning too. Like it's 24 hours in a day. I never sleep eight hours. <laughs> I sleep like maybe seven, <laughs> like um, seven, six. So it was like, dude, you work eight hours of the day. You have so much time left. 
But no, you go home and you sit and chill. Or you go home, you drink a beer. Or you go home and go drink with your friends. And so that's something else I'm trying to learn right now is time management because if you really sit back and think about what you do during a day, you waste so much time. That, like, yeah, that's true, yeah. Like, you waste so much time. I know a lot of people this year, they're like, I don't really do New Year's resolutions like that, but uh, this year I was like, I need, to get, I, need to get, I need to get rid of Instagram. I need to get rid of Facebook. Because one, yeah. people, I really don't care about your lives. I just don't. <laughs> and two, <laughs> two, I'm spending so much time, you know what I mean? Like, most of the stuff that I see on Instagram, if it's somebody I truly, truly care about, yeah. I'm gonna know about it anyways. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. If you need to get a hold of me, you have my number. Like, um, same thing with Facebook. Like, I, it just got so where I was like, I spend probably three hours a day on this stuff, and I'm not getting anything done. I'm not learning anything. Um, I tell myself I'm learning things because I see like an inspirational quote or something like that. But that's not. What is that doing if you're not going to do what you? Inspirational coach saying, yeah, like um, another thing too, like all the half naked girls, all the like crazy, like seeing celebrities with cars and seeing celebrities fight, <laughs> and um, this is the drama that the world puts out that we would never even know about if we didn't have social media. I'm just like, I don't need to know, I don't need to see this. Like, I just don't like. I still have TikTok, um, but I'm trying to. Um, Get off that too, cause like, yeah, it's just no reason to have that stuff anymore. Like, I just, I think that I saw a quote the other day. It was like, successful people do things. Something it says, oh, successful people do things consistently that lazy people do rarely. So like, if you're consistently working out, consistently staying off social media, you're gonna be successful, like, yeah. because. You're like maybe one, two, three percent of the rest of the world. They're not doing that. Like everyone else is on social media. Everybody else is doing what you're not doing. So that's what I'm trying to do. Without social media, time manage a little bit better. Um, figure out my plan with how I want to do life and stuff. I know that I really feel like I'm at a crossroads right now where I need to make the right moves or my life can go left. And I'm not trying to have that happen. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be yeah. out here saving people, being a Superman. You know what I mean? Like. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I hear I hear you, man, and yeah, it de- it can definitely like time is, you know, other than like your your faith and stuff, time is like the most valuable thing because it you can't get it back. No, and and so yeah, that that can definitely be a a big thing, but uh, we do well, and this this something simple like today, like today I. I watch H. I watch Amazon Prime all day. I played a video game all day, and then I could have went to the gym. My car, I got some few things around my car. I could have scheduled that car appointment, but now it's like it's a whole day where it's like, uh, well, <laughs> I could have did it, but now I wasted the whole day. You see what I'm saying? Like, um, and then I'm also like, this is so, this comes in my head too. This is a procrastination thing in my mind. It's like, I can go to the gym tomorrow, dude. Like. I go to the gym tomorrow when you really get today, and then you'll be looking better quicker if you had, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. why wait? Yeah. So, mm, I'm listening. My bad. Yeah, 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 I hear you, man. 
And, you know, back with the topic of, you know, keeping it real, you know, you've kept it real with most of the people, if not all the people that you know. Do you feel like enough people are keeping it real with you? Um, so, <clears throat> I will say this. I will say that I've always been able to criticize constructively to my peers and my friends, but I don't know if it's an intimidation thing or a don't care thing or they don't see anything wrong with me, but I know there's things wrong with me. It's, I know there's things I don't see. Yeah. And yeah. so I would wish, I wish that everyone else would keep it, keep it real with me all the time. Like, tell me like, like, the lady I was the young lady I was just talking about, like the fact that she was telling me, like, "Hey, nah, bro, you need to be, you need to be getting up, like, you know what I mean? You need to go." Um, so, I'll say this: I think that I think people. I don't, I say I don't think people lie to me. I think people may take things, say not say something to me, keep the truth from me, but yeah. I don't think keeping truth. I don't think keeping the truth from me. And lying, I don't think it's the same thing. I know people don't be real. Like, if you don't tell the truth, even if you keep it from me, that's still lying. No, a lie is I'll tell you the sky, the sky is pink. If it's not pink, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm not telling you if I'm not telling you that it's blue, then that's not me lying. It's keep me keeping the truth from you. I just don't think that keeping the truth and lying, I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah. So I think people will not tell me certain things like they should. Mm-hmm. But I think I have plenty enough people in my life. My mom, Will, you, Jacob, um, even some young ladies that I've been fooling around with, like a couple of, uh, a boss of mine, um, a manager of mine, some coworkers. They tell me what you know. They tell me what they keep it real with me. They tell me like if I'm what I can do to make better, um, and. I'm I'm glad. Like everyone, I think that everyone doesn't have to be honest with me because if I had the most, if I had the most important people being honest with me, that's all I really care about. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, do you do you feel that? And I know you were saying, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about, you know, with the your passion with football and everything, yeah, you were saying you probably would have done the same things again. And obviously it. I don't think it's a healthy thing to look back and kind of be like, oh, I wish I could have done this. Yeah. That's something that you tell me all the time, too. Mm-hmm. But do you feel that if people had been more open to, like, telling you the truth and stuff, that could have kind of opened your eyes to some things you didn't really know about yourself? Uh, n- <sighs> so here's the thing. I will say this. I will kind of retract what I just said. I think I've always had people telling me things. I think they don't. They didn't know how to tell it to me. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, like I had a, I had a, I had a friend in my life that told me, "Hey, you're deep in sexual sin." And I think it, it may have been a thing where I was like, "I don't really understand what you're saying," but whatever. <laughs> or maybe they, maybe they said it to me. And they could have said it a different way because I kind of understand what they said, but they were right. And a lot of the like a lot of things that I feel like I missed out on or 
I didn't get is because I was my mom was wrapped around girls. I know like you don't want to say hindsight twenty twenty, but like like one of the things that kept me from doing a lot of things I should have done in high school because I had a girlfriend. And I love that girl. That girl was everything for me. And we're actually still good friends. Um, we're still good friends. Um, we had a lot of ups and downs, too. But at the end of the day, like, we're still good friends. We give each other a lot of advice to each other and stuff because, she, I mean, she's not like you, but she's known me for a long time. She yeah. knows what I was, what I am now, what I can be. Um, but, like, if I wasn't into girls then, like, and getting attracted by that, I just think the things I could have done, like, could have been great. One thing, um, I used to stay after school with her all the time. And then I would go home, I would eat dinner, go to bed, go back to, go back to school the next day. I didn't do my homework. Or, um, like, I would stay on the phone with her. We would stay on the phone for, like, three or four hours. That was a real <laughs> high school day, boy. <laughs> and um, I would wake up the next morning tired. And I'm like, man, I don't want to go to school. Like, so I get to school, and I'm like, man, I don't care what the teacher's talking about because I'm tired. Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was kind of like a domino effect of like everything and stuff. Exactly, and yeah. I think that it all goes. It all goes back to me, but it also goes back to my sexual sin at the time that I was obsessed with girls and getting girls and um, doing things with girls and stuff. And I got a lot of trouble with it. Not like no. Police trouble. But I got a lot of trouble here in the church. I got a lot of trouble at school with it. Not not school really, but like with my mom and like um I severed some relationships that could have been beneficial to me because of you know. Um so yeah, I think that like girls definitely like if I wouldn't have if I wouldn't have been so much into girls, I think I could have been way farther than what I'm at now. Um, but also sometimes I'm like, girls kind of saved me from what a path I could have really went on. Cause I mean, think about it. Like if I was wild in high school, let's just imagine if I went to college and I didn't have any parental guidance. Like I'd have been a baby STD, something, you see what I'm saying? Like it just wouldn't have been, it's just no way I would have got out of there without getting scathed somehow like that. So like part of me is like, I'm glad that. I'm glad that it kind of got, I'm glad it kind of stopped me where I was at and I learned some control and stuff. Cause now I feel like I can go to college, live on campus. I haven't had any parental people watching over me for a minute. So I was like, I think I have the self control now not to deal with girls. If I went to college now, and it's a lot of fine girls out there, but <laughs> I think I can be like, all right, no, this is what you need to do. And I think that all of those. Uh, all those situations I went through, yeah, they were bad at the time, but like I learned a lot. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I learned a lot of self control. Um, so I'm not gonna say like if I I would do things different, I would do things different. Yeah, but I'm glad what happened happened to me because I think it molded me into the man I am now. Yeah, and I agree with that. Even going to, you know, my relationship this summer. We don't have to go into the details, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it. I I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself too, not just even in like what I want in a 
in a woman or like a girlfriend or wife or something like that. Yeah. But just about myself, like something I learned about myself is that, you know, I value my time. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I, I, I've always kind of given to others. Yeah. Like, you know, because I, you know, how I have a big family. So mm-hmm. there's always like an, a, an event going on, a graduation, yeah. a wedding. You know, even when you call me sometimes, I'm like, oh, I have my brother's game or yeah. doing something like that. But I never really kind of like actually took time to figure out what I like to do, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, just that helped me figure that out. And so, yeah, even even though it, you know, with, with you and like all, all of that, like, you know, it led to who you are now. And I think that's a, a great thing and it's a valuable thing. And, you know, I think it's also helped you like, you know, in your friendships as well, including with myself, because, mm-hmm. you know, we like I always say, like I say, we talk all the time and, yeah. you know, we, we you're not afraid to, like, tell me, you know, what's going on, even if it may be embarrassing or yeah. even if it may be like, you know, something that you didn't really tell anybody else. Yeah. Uh, vice versa as well. And, you know, that's helped us both, like, become the men that we are and things like that. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll say this, too. Everything I've went through, I'm glad I went through it. Yeah. That, no matter how yeah. painful it was, no how, how embarrassing it was, because I went through some painful and embarrassing things. But here's the thing, like, I can always tell my brother about them. I can tell your little brother about them. I can tell a coworker about them. Because I have been through so much that maybe a normal 22-year-old wouldn't have been through. I always know not the mistakes to make now for myself. I can always tell someone if I feel like they're about to make a mistake. I can always say, like, hey, I think this girl is not for you, bro. Why? Because I had a girl that does the exact same thing. Yeah. It didn't work out. <laughs> like, like it didn't work out. Like, or um, just, like, I just, like, everything that I went through, I'm glad that I went through it. Because yeah. I know not to go through it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a guy that I listen to. I won't say his name because I don't want no goofiness to happen. But <laughs> something he said, he, he says, um, basically he was saying, I'm going to put it in my own words. Basically, he does. he's like, I don't understand why we tell people, don't touch the stove. People have to go through the the pain of touching the hot stove for them to learn. Yeah. And I think it's just because that's one of a that's I think that I think it's because people, no one ever appreciates things that's given to them. No one appreciates like, nobody appreciates money. You give me a hundred dollars right now, I'm gonna spend it. But if I worked my four or five hours this week, or not four or five hours, I wait way more than four four or five hours, folks. <laughs> but I work forty hours this week, and I'm not gonna spend that hundred dollars as much because I'm like. I earned this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing with the the, the hand on the stove. Like, if your mom and dad say, don't touch the stove, you're not going to listen to them. Like, it's why? Gonna make you even more curious to yeah. touch the stove. But when you go through the pain and you earn that lesson, you're going to appreciate it more. Yeah. And I think that so many people, like, I think that, I think about this all the time with sex. So many, like, we grow up, don't have sex before marriage, don't have sex before don't have sex before marriage. And I'm like, well, why? Because God says don't. It's only meant for a husband and wife. 
That's so crazy to me because you're telling a 13, 14 year old that is having raging hormones to not have sex because it's for husband and wives, but they don't understand this. They don't understand what husband and wife is because they're not able to be husband and wife. Yeah. So they don't know why it's just for husband and wives. So then they're gonna be they're gonna be experienced when they're around the next girl they're around. And they, she, she has hormones and they have hormones. Instead of you know explaining to the best of the ability, hey, this is why you shouldn't do this before marriage because the con- the attachment and the connection that should only be man and wife, like yeah, and that's I mean I think that's something people need to start learning though. If somebody older than you or somebody period tells you like, hey, don't do this, they're not just saying that probably because like they're just trying to tell you what to do. Nobody's saying that because they probably went through that and they're like, don't do that because I don't want this to go through. I don't want the same thing to happen to me to go to you. And even if it doesn't happen to you, let's say you touch the stove and it was on one, so it wasn't as hot. Yeah. Well, the next time you touch the stove, it might be on high, and you might burn yourself. So just don't – I just think people should listen to people. I do think that you should learn most of your lessons through hard hard work and through, like, mistakes and stuff because that's when you're going to appreciate them the most. But maybe, like, keep yourself from getting burned and listen to what people have to say. Like, yeah, I know that's something that I struggle with. And I'm trying to do better with it now. Um, just because like, you know me, I feel like I know more than most people. So like <laughs> people try to tell me things. I'm like, man, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I've already thought about that. I know what I'm talking about. Get out of my face. So, yeah. No, yeah, I, I hear you, man. And I think, you know, with you, I think, you know, being as young as you are, but having gone through more than people that are older than you are, I think that puts you in kind of this weird place. You know, the, you know, the song, uh, J. Cole song, middle child, right? Yeah. Where he's like, he's he, like, he raps like kind of like the old school rappers, but he's with the new school rappers and they don't understand. And he was, yeah, he, that is perfect because yeah, yeah. he's talking about like, having lunch with Kodak and having a student session with who uh, old rapper. And it's like, that's, I know that's crazy that you say that. I do feel like that a lot of times. Um, I think that's why I didn't have like a lot of friends, bro. Like, um, like one older people don't want to hang out with younger, younger people. Like me and you don't want to hang out with 15 year old Michael. <laughs> we just don't like, I, mean, I, I like hanging out with Michael, but <laughs> It, you don't like hanging out with Michael. Stop lying. <laughs> Who would you rather hang out with, Michael or Josh? Josh. You can't put me on the spot like that. Yeah, it's Josh. <laughs> it's, it's Josh. <laughs> Just because Josh understands you and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, um, but so older, it's hard to hang out with older people because they're always, oh, Adam, you don't know what you're talking about. This and that, blah, blah, blah. And I know this at my job now because I work at a bar, and every time I'm in an argument or talking about something, the I tell you it it happens every single time. If I even start getting the the start to winning the argument, oh, you don't know, you're young. Okay, because I guess young just I understand young doesn't equal a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, but that doesn't mean you young means all the time, like, you don't have knowledge. Like, you yeah. can have knowledge and stuff. But yeah. Especially with, like, phones and 
books and stuff. You can learn about anything just anywhere. Like, um, but with people my age, some of the things that they do, I'm like, why y'all doing that? Like, that's not fun. That's not. And then I'll be a little too smart for them. So I'm too dumb for old people. I'm too smart for young people. And so I definitely have been just in the middle of like, dang, like, what do I do here? And I have yeah. a lot of older friends, Brad, uh, not to, not to call, not to put your age out there. Brad's 30. Will, I believe is 38. Um, Jacob's 36, uh, 26. Um, my old friend, Anthony, he was, I think he's 27 this year, 26, 27. Um, I'm not friends with him anymore, but I'm, he was older. Um, like, and even the girls, like my, my two years with Alicia, Alicia was six years older than me. My last girl I was just kind of hanging out with, she was four or five years older than me. And it's just, um, girls that I've talked to out in the club and stuff. Um, man, it was crazy. In the month of August, in the month of August, I had like three girls. Like I got the number. We kind of talking. Um, one girl I actually went out for drinks with, and um, she asked me how old I was, and I was like, "Oh, I'm 22." She was like, "I thought you were 28." Yeah. Or I said, "Well, how old are you?" She said, "I'm 27." Another girl was like, oh, I thought you were 29. I said, well, how old are you? I'm 30. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are these older chicks, t- like, attracted to me? What do they see? And I guess I do have a little old face. I wish I was a little, look a little younger. But I'm just like, wait a minute. I don't look old, do I? Like, nah. I guess maybe it's just the way I talk to people, the things I know. Even when we went to... Uh, we went on a lunch break and we was walking around and that one chick thought we were like twenty seven yeah. or whatever like that. Yeah. I'm like, no, baby yeah. girl, we twenty two. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think you were still twenty one. So I'm like, yeah, nah, yeah. we, nah, we like, but I mean, it's it's cool. I like feeling older. Um, I think it's cool. I think that because I'm, because a lot of people see that me see that I'm kind of a little bit more cheering on mine. They give me more responsibilities. I wish they wouldn't because I don't want responsibilities. But, you know, I guess it's better than not having responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people not trusting you. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And, yeah, like something you said, something you said, too, just now, you know, being in that kind of weird place where you're able to, you know, have conversations with people that are have more life experience and, you know, would – I would assume kind of say like you would say people that are upper in age have more wisdom than people our age. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, we were still both young. We're in our early twenties. Yeah. And so I think something that you said was, you know, about understanding, like you said, you know, me, I haven't, I understand you, but I feel that, you know, people that aren't as close as we are, that can make them like misunderstood. I feel like you're one of the most misunderstood people, people yes, on the planet. Yes, I, bro, I do not understand why. I, I, I'm one of the most misunderstood people in the world. I don't understand why. I think everyone thinks I just hate the world and stuff. I love everybody. I want everybody to thrive. I want everyone to be happy. Yeah. Like I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to work hard. I want everyone to be him. I want everybody to be her. I want everybody to be that guy. And they think people, like, just misunderstand me. Like, 
I really do. Like, I love you. Yeah, you. <laughs> listen to this. I love you. Like, don't misunderstand me. Like, I'm a not a bad guy. Like, um, I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people, like, they hear what I say, and, like, they just despise me sometimes. I'm like, can you, like, just listen to, like, Unpacked what I said instead of this surface level and being like, yeah. well, I don't like this guy. This guy thinks like this. And it's like, no, I don't like this. If anything, I'm agreeing with you. I just said it. Well, you have to think a little bit more. I think someone, everybody, th- th- that's another thing that I don't like about this this generation of us. Everybody wants things quick. This microwave effect where they're like, I want it now. Nobody, we were talking about this the other day. I went to my auntie's house. And she was talking about how her uncle puts Popeyes in the microwave. And I'm like, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Put your Popeyes in the oven. Like, you know the Popeyes with the, you know, it's like a, you know, a Popeye. Like, you have the chicken and the yeah, vegetables yeah. and stuff. Why are you cooking that in the microwave? Like, <laughs> like. Last yeah. night, I appreciate you making me dinner. Nice young lady I'm talking to now. Uh, she was like, I'm going to make you some broccoli to go with the leftover pasta. She opened, she brought the, brought the bag out of the freezer, and she threw it in the microwave. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and she was like, oh, like, you put it five minutes in the microwave and, and, like, five minutes on the stove. I'm like, why not just put, like, eight minutes on the stove or, like, People are just lazy, man. They just want to like everything quick, everything quick. And I'm like, you're not gonna appreciate things like that. Like if you get something quick, like you gotta work for some things. I think that's another thing too. Like, and not to go on this ramp, but like, are you good? Like I was saying this the other day about men that scam people for money and women that do OnlyFans. And if you don't know what OnlyFans is, OnlyFans is basically like an Instagram, but you're showing, you know, things without clothes on. Yeah. Like nude things. Yeah. Trying to keep it PG. Yeah, don't, don't. PG9. Don't, don't look it don't up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. But the fact that some of these women have made so much money off doing this. Some of the people that, I'm not going to say I know them, but some people that, that scam, they make so much money off this stuff because it's quick. Like, instead of like, man, start at, start at the bottom of a company, work your way up, and get the money that way. It's honest. You're going to feel good about it. Like, you're going to feel about, good about yourself. You know what I mean? Like, all these people that do scandalous stuff to get money, there's no way they feel good about themselves behind closed doors. Yeah. There's just no way. Like, because at the end of the day, you're like, dang. I really, really, really like have showed my body on the internet and I got $25,000, but so many men that I don't even know, don't even know me personally, know what my body looks like. It's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like something that my boyfriend or my husband should just know, like, no, what I look like. Same thing people that scam, like, or uh, do scams and stuff. Like, like I just scammed a lady out of $3,000. An old lady that's worked hard for her money all those years, and now she's dealing with representatives with 
with Bank of America or Wells Fargo and stuff, trying to get her a little measly $3,000 back. But it's all good because I got my rent paid. And it's like, dude, just go get a job. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, it's that microwave fat. Nobody wants to put things in the oven anymore. Let things cook. And, you know what I mean? Everything in the oven tastes so much better. Everybody wants to put things in the microwave. Yeah. Microwave now, I'm good for you. You can get you cancer and stuff, man. Yeah, and, bro, even when, you know, I remember me and my, I forget, it wasn't, I think it was Christmas of 2020. It was one of the Christmases during COVID. I guess that was 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my sister were cooking for Christmas for the family and stuff. Well, she cooked. I just, like, cut yeah. the grapes. <laughs> cut grapes? <laughs> cut grapes? What do you mean, cut grapes? My mom, she makes these, uh, like, chicken salad croissants. Ooh, okay. And you, like, Ooh. cut the, yeah, you have to try them one day. But, yeah, you, like, cut the skin and put the grapes in and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, when my sister was making the chicken, and I didn't, I'm, I'm a terrible cook. I don't know nothing about cooking. Yeah. So I knew nothing about, like, marinating. One thing that makes chicken taste extra good is when you put like it in the sauce and put it overnight in the fridge and stuff. And overnight, like be oh old, old man Wallace is to say keep that thing in about three or four days. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's you're exactly right when you're saying that like you know when and you know there's nothing nothing wrong with people that get stuff quick and you know people that are blessed with like you know the quick process and things like that. But I feel like you know it. When it takes a while, and when you've worked so hard to get something, and then you finally get it. You kind you it, it's like you kind of appreciate it a little more. And even when like I feel like you know, let's say you didn't have you didn't grow up with money or things like that, and you know you finally make it, and then you see like a homeless person. Yeah. You you I feel like in a way, a lot of people would be more willing to give to them because they understand. No, nah, forget all that. I ain't getting no money, no homeless people at all. Come on, man. I don't believe that, man. Come on, There's man. no way. No, no, no. Come on, man. I go to every median, every time I turn, somebody got a little sign. Nah, bro, you at a median at an intersection where there's a McDonald's, a gas station, a this and a that. These jobs, people need to be working. That goes No. That I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to interrupt. Now you're good, you because I do understand what you're saying that you are more appreciative, and we do stuff quick as well. You lose things quick. I mean, everyone that wins the lottery, they lose the lottery. Well, you know what I mean. It's crazy. Yeah, they, yeah. But whatever. But these homeless people, they be sitting there. First of all, if I, okay. First of all, if I'm truly homeless, I'm out here like homeless. Like I'm, I ain't got nothing. I'm not gonna be having no clothes on. I'm out there with drawers on. <laughs> Like draws, I'm gonna have one rip sock, one full sock on. I'm gonna have grow my hair up, my beard out, and I'm gonna have a sign. So they truly know I ain't got clothes on my back. <laughs> like they don't even know the game like that, man. Like, and then the thing is, like they they do it near places like all these places need jobs. I just don't understand this. It goes yeah. along with the microwave thing. They want. A couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars here. You can go to McDonald's. You know what I mean? If you're truly homeless, yeah. you go to McDonald's. You know what I mean? You get a couple, get a couple McDoubles because the manager, you know, like you or like that. So you're good for the night. You may not have to sleep that night, but you're working to where you can, where you can get to that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I, I guess it. I, I see what you're saying, and I guess it kind of works both ways too. It's kind of like, you know, obviously some people. 
you know, they just had unfortunate circumstances in their life. Where I they, will say that, yes. Some they're people, getting that yeah. position. But, yeah, at the same time, you know, I and the reason I say I think it's kind of on both is because, you know, and this is not for the people who aren't trying, because I feel like you should at least try. Yeah. But there are some places where they won't hire you because of your appearance and stuff. So that's why I kind of say it's on both, where it's like, I think some jobs should... Kind of like the job instead of just, or even people that are giving them money instead of, kind of like that analogy where it's like, instead of giving someone fish, give them a fishing rod and yeah. teach them how to, teach them how to fish. Take a water, give them fish. So I guess, I guess it's kind of on both parties to, you know, we have to be willing to give them a fishing rod and, you know, they have to be willing to learn Take how to the rod, it. yeah. 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 I understand that. I definitely understand that. I just, with that and the reason I'm so like, Nah, I'm not giving a dollar to them. It's because I had a mother where we were homeless. We stayed in the hotel, and it was a single mother with four kids. We didn't have a lot of help. We did have some people help us here and there. But she didn't have a car. She saved up and got a $500, $500 car, and that little beater car didn't have didn't have um, power steering. It was It just was a... Bad car, but it was her car. She worked, and we actually kind of like love that car, low key. But she um worked, got that car, and she went through a lot to make sure we had a place to place to live. Yeah. And we never were like we never were living, we never were sleeping under the stars. We always had a roof over our head. Yeah. We always had food, even if she had to go away out. So this is my thing: if you are by yourself out there in the world and you're homeless, you're one person taking care of just yourself. There's no reason you should be homeless. I understand that there are, I understand that the world is very expensive, but if a mother of uh, a mother of four, single mother of four can do it, you can do it by yourself. If you're an able body, you can work. If you're an able young man, there are plenty of moving companies that would take you, <laughs> and you can make good money. Like, and they don't care how you look, because when I worked in the moving company. I was working with some scraggly people that smelled like wild animals. They were smelling bad, but they still worked and they still got their money up. Of course they spent their money on whatever they want to spend it on, but like they still was working. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't believe that. Like, I understand there are some people out here that's on that crack cocaine. You know what I mean? They own heroin. They own this, they own that. But like, yeah, you can't, if you not on that, you're just being lazy. If you if you're truly homeless, no, nah, I can't. I can't. I can't have any sympathy for you. Like you know what I mean. Like I just can't. It's and yeah, it's a little insensitive. This is one of the misunderstood things. But it's just from what I went through and what I know other people went through, I know it's possible to do it. Like yeah. Um, even if you got to leave the town, like a lot of people want to stay in these like metropolitans, like Charlotte, um, Dallas. Crazy homeless uh, population. Atlanta, crazy homeless population. I know New York. I've never been up there. Uh, probably Miami. And it's like, bro, just move somebody else. Move somewhere else. Like, like get on a Greyhound and go to a smaller town. And that's what mom, my mom did. She moved to Texas. She moved to a small town. And she's living really well right now. She has a house. She's never really late on bills. Like, because she left, she had to leave Charlotte. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and it's kind of getting like it's. I mean, I don't want to say that, but like, bro, 
everyone I know that works in the service industry, no one lives in Charlotte. Everyone lives in like Huntersville. I live in Harrisburg, Pineville. No one lives in the metropolitan area because it's so expensive to live. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realize at my job, uh, my bartender job and my delivering job, that no one lives in Charlotte. Like, everyone lives like Waxhaw or Gastonia or, and they're driving like 20, 25, 30 minutes, like, um, to get to work. Like, even bo- me and you, actually, we both got to, we yeah, drive yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're driving a long time in the morning. If it's a certain time, it's a certain time we don't make it out. We're in traffic, like so. I understand where we need to have a big heart and not judge, but no, nah, I can't on that one because there's so many opportunities out here where people want to help. Like, and here's the thing: like, you can get money from people that's actually working hard and get their money. It's just no. Nah, I just know. I just can't. I just can't. We'll see you next time. I just can't. I'm done with that. <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you. Like, like, like I said, folks, keeping it 100, man. Keeping it 100. Um, but yeah, man, I, I know we're getting close to the time, but yeah. you know, just to give you your flowers, bro, you know, like that. I remember, uh, recently I was at my job's Christmas party mm-hmm. up in Charleston. Yeah. And, Guys, I don't usually drink or anything like that. Um, and Adam can vouch. I, I really don't. I'm really not into drinking. Not compared like, to your boy. Your boy <laughs> drank. <laughs> but I could see you. And, you know, at, I um, when I was up there, I was just, you know, having a good time and stuff like that. I really wasn't drinking that much. But I guess my, I don't know, my tolerance is low. And I had this one and it had me, you know, not bad, but I was definitely drunk. And you know, going through it. I, I enjoyed myself, of course, but, you know, I was, it was a feeling that I never really, like, felt or was used to. And so, you know, Adam was texting me. You know, we actually talked, like, my whole way there, the whole three-hour drive and three-hour drive back. We were on the phone with each other and stuff. And, but, yeah, so that night while I was, you know, drunk and stuff like that, I was texting Adam, and I think he had texted me, you know, how is everything going? And, I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm like so drunk right now and stuff like that. And then he sent me a message. He was like, oh, you good? Like, you need me to come? And obviously I didn't really process it then. But in the morning, like uh, when I was looking at the text, I was like, dang, like this dude was actually going to drive three hours. Dog, I was ready. I was, man, listen, I think it was a, was that Friday? It was Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Okay, so it was a Friday. I just Friday got night, paid, yeah. and every time I get paid, the first thing I do is put gas in my tank. I had a full tank, and I was ready to go. Be like, <laughs> send me the send me the location. I'm on the way to get you, man. And uh, man, that's just because like, that's just because like this too. And because one, I love you like a brother to me. Like you, I I would do anything for you. Yeah. Um, and you've done things for me, but like. I just think that you should take care of your peoples, man. Like, that's why, like, some people are like, Adam, so, like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to, how do when you, when you, in life, what do you want? And, like, I say, like, I want as much money as I possibly can. Like, if I can become a millionaire, if I can become a billionaire, I'd be happy. And a lot of people are like, oh, a lot of people probably think, like, oh, you just want a bunch of cars and a big house and women. Yes. I do. 
<laughs> who doesn't want a lot of cars, a lot of women, and a big house. But, dude, I always want to be, I also want to be the person that if you need something, you know you can come to Adam and be like, Adam, I'm in jail, bro. Like, my bill's 40 grand. I got you, bro. It is what it is. Don't worry about it. I'm on the way to come get you. Uh, or, um, or Adam, I just crashed my car and, um, I don't have insurance and I got to pay for them and I got to get a new car. How much you need? hundred grand. Got you. That's how I want to be able to be. Not because I want to have a lot of money. Of course, I want to have a lot of money. I want to be able to take care of people that aren't able to take care of themselves. You know what I mean? I want to be the person that people can come to and be like, hey, I need help. And I have the means to help them. I mean, and it's all, it's, it's really kind of all I've always wanted to be. Like, that's what, when I originally became a broadcast, thinking of a broadcaster, I was thinking it was going to be like millions of dollars. It's not a million dollar people, not a million dollar job if you're not a big name. But like, that's what I want. And now I'm kind of into that with the sports agent too. If I can make a lot of money like these big sports agent names are, I could take care of people that I love. Like, and I want to be able to have the means to be able to do that. Like, yeah. I don't think people understand, like, being able to make, like, having the means to know that your people, your family and your friends and your circle is okay. That's, that's a piece, that's peace in its own. Like, um, and knowing that everyone's safe and if they get in a situation where they can't, they, you know, they need help, that you can be like, I got you. Like, I've always wanted to be able to do that. I've always wanted to be able to um, just be a leader in that way. Like, yeah. I can, so, I mean, that's what, that's kind of where I'm getting motivated with, too. Um, another big thing with the money thing, too, uh, uh, if you don't know, my sister passed away last year. Uh, last year. It's about to be a year in May. And um, me and Marissa didn't have the same father. And so their family has a plot of land where they bury them, you know, that family. And the land wasn't bad. It just was so, it just was very unkept. The landscaping wasn't all that. And I just wanted to move her somewhere that was better. Yeah. And the whole flight home, the whole way back from the gravesite to my house, to my mom's house, and the flight home, I was just thinking, like, the reason I'm feeling like this is because I don't have the money that I need. If I had the money to fly her, to move her body somewhere that I think would be respectful to her, um, I would have felt better. But I didn't have the money for that. You know what I mean? I think that's a big motivation, too. I'm like, man, like... My mom passed away, you know, hopefully that's not for another 40 years or, uh, you know, or somebody needs money or something like that. I want to be able to take care of it and not be a problem. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, I do miss Marissa and I think about that all the time where she's at and it's not a bad place. My mom has put some money into it where people went and cleaned it up and we're in a tombstone, beautiful tombstone for her. Um, we have a nice little like plastic blanket that's over her grave. It's 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 nice now. They clean it up, but still it's kinda in the back of like the back of the graveyard and stuff like that. And not in a very accessible area. It's way away. It's like thirty minutes from my mom's days and stuff like that. And I'm just like, man, like 
I would much rather have her where she's five minutes away from my mom so she can see her every week if she wanted to. Yeah. And just thinking about, like, dang, like, if I had the money to do this, I would fade one more better. You know what I mean? Cause especially with all the, the raw emotions I was going through that week, that kind of put the cherry on top. I'm just like, wow. So that's, I think that's one of the things you were saying, like, misunderstood, like, Oh, you just want money to this, this, and that. Yes. I'm not going to lie, I do. I want to be able to go to Miami. I want to have a, I want to be able to go to Miami. I want to be able to fly wherever I want to. I want to be able to travel the world and take people with me. But it's also little things like that, too. It's just like, I want to be able to take my care of my family. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's about it, man. Yeah, man. And I, you know, I, I know we're going a little over, but I think this is important, like, because, I think, you know, with me and you having so many conversations and like, you know, hanging out so much and things like that. Yeah. I feel like I'm one of the few people that actually like knows you Mm -hmm. because like everything that you're saying is things that I already know. Yeah. You know, through what you've said and through like your actions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that that's why I think you're so misunderstood, you know, by a lot of people, because. You know, at the end of the day, like, you know, they know that you want to, you know, have a lot of money and stuff like that. They know that you want to, you know, have the elevated lifestyle and things like that. Mm -hmm. But not a lot of people know, you know, the root of that, which is to take care of your people. Because, you know, it. not a lot of people have been in a position where they've been texting you and you tell them, like, oh, I'm on my way and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm one of the few and like, mm-hmm. you know, some of your, uh, our other friends that are close to us and stuff like that. So yeah, just hearing that it's like, it, it's like, it's all the truth, bro. Like, and I think that's something that, that's something that I feel too. You know, I, I used to, I mean, it, for me, it's not really about like having a lot of money anymore, but I used to want to be, you know, I used to want to be in like the NBA and the NFL yeah. and stuff. And I did want a lot of money, but it was for the same reason to like help my family. And like, I I think there's a reason that most of the guys that make it to the NFL or NBA, the first thing they do is what? Buy mama a car or buy mama a house or buy dad a car or buy dad a house. Yeah. Like that's, and it's just, I mean, it's just like, and here's the thing too, like, like there's not a lot of black millionaire families. You see what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. I don't think we have any millionaires in the July family. But I don't understand why not. Why can't my third great... Why can't Adam July the 15th be, you know, balling as well? Like, yeah. I just... And that probably won't happen. It's okay. But I just... That's the mindset I want to have. Like, I just want yeah. my family to be good no matter what. Like... Yeah. And not just the family I know now. My son and my son's son. And I also want them to work hard and earn their own. But, like... Nothing wrong with making it easy for them. Like, like, why does everyone have to like get out the trenches? Like, not well, I want the trenches, but why does everybody have to go through all so many obstacles? You see what I'm saying? Like, I know yeah. I'm going through a lot of obstacles too, and a lot of obstacles that are self self not did myself. But like, man, we have so many obstacles. I just don't understand why not having a lot of money can. You like people don't want to have a lot of money, so their kids and their kids' kids 
have less obstacles. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I, I know you know the I am athlete podcast, mm-hmm. and something that they said on there a while ago was like a real thing, and I, it puts things in, things in perspective. You know, a lot of families, especially you know black families, you know, usually the money is supposed to go down. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be passed from generations, but for a lot of families and especially black families, the money has to go up. So like, yeah. why does the, why does the son have to buy the mom the house? Yeah. You know, you're exactly right. You're right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But because that's a, that's how, because that's literally how it's been like, man, like in the little town my mom lives in, bro, like there's some families that still have slave money, bro. Bro, slavery been gone for almost 200 years, bro. Like, the fact that that money was so much money that people still, like, generation after generation are still spending that money, still having that money. And I'm sure it was probably invested well or whatever like that. And I'm, I'm not saying that slave money is good money, folks. But I'm just saying that the fact that that money is still in that family is crazy to me. Like, um... That's just that's just white families. I, really, I said it's slave because no black people have slave money. But I'm just saying, like, that's crazy that we have never that black people have not picked up what white people do and just do what white people do. So you know things can be better. But I don't know. That's I think that goes back to social media and all this like all this like. I'm not saying like protesting and Black Lives Matter. I'm not saying that's not, like, we shouldn't be doing that. That is needed. But all that stuff is a distraction. It's a distraction to what the people are doing to us. Like, that we never are like, wait a minute. Like, how about we work, 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 come together, get in positions where this is not a situation, this is not a thing even that we have to talk about or protest about. You see what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. We waste time complaining about it. They listen to it for a little bit. Nothing ever changes. Like, um, it's just, it's just like, I don't know. I wish black people that do, I'm glad you said that. I wish black people would like come together and like change up things. But like, I just don't see it happening. Like, and I just don't see it happening until we like, to get all the distractions and racism is a real thing, but racism is a distraction of what we really can be doing. Like, that's the world. Like, it's racism out here. Like, it's nothing you can do about it. There's always gonna be somebody that doesn't like somebody because of the color of their skin, or because they're tall, or because they're fat, or because of this, or because of that. You can't worry about that. You gotta go do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? You can't stop for a day or two and go to HR and be like, oh, this happened to me. Yes, that's messed up. But you know, you got to grind through that. <laughs> like, um, I mean, Jesus, he had to grind through that. Like, yeah. And every time the Pharisees is coming at him, just, you know, uh, trying to, how, how do I put it? Trying to. Um, they were like test him and try to test catch him, him in and traps. Catch him and in traps and stuff. Yeah. And he stopped and was like, that's not right. We need to protest about this. Jesus would never accomplish what he needed to accomplish. You see what I'm saying? Like. Um, sometimes you just gotta let that roll off your shoulders. Like my uh uh let it roll off like water off a duck's back. That's a pretty good saying. I heard somebody say one time. But yeah, sometimes you just let that roll off of you, man. Like don't let this distract you. 
Because that distraction, like, it was, it's, I think it's done kept us behind so many years. Like, yeah. So, and so I, I don't people want people to think that, like, oh, I'm saying, oh, civil rights, man, Black Lives Matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. But I'm saying that it's, ultimately it's a distraction. <laughs> like, the distraction is going to keep us from where we should be going. And we just stay down and we're just not getting better. Like, so that's why I'm so proud of you because you went to school. Um, you have a great job. Like, and I just, I'm proud of that. Like, you know what I mean? Because. Appreciate that. You could have went. Maybe not. Cause you have some good parents. But you could have went some ways. You know what I mean? Uh, we mm-hmm. know some people that have went some ways that it didn't go well for them. Yeah. That so, but yeah. Yeah, man, and you know, keeping it real, people. You know, but yeah, man, I I, I appreciate that. And like I said, I I do want to give you your your flowers, bro, because you know you're you're a really good friend. You're really you know we've grown to be brothers now, and you know it. You've you've helped me a lot. You know. I know we don't say it a lot, but I, I love you, man. You I know? love you too, man, dog. I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. No, like he always says all the time, but he's like, "Well, you like you get me out of my shell, and this is that." But man, like, and you and Jacob, same. Like, just because like the great things y'all accomplish and stuff makes me want to accomplish it. Do you know what I mean? I know, like, there's a saying: you're like the you're the the average of the five people you have around you guys. I don't have five people around me, really, folks, but. The people I do have around me, man, they're great people. Like, they're great people. Honestly, they're hardworking. Like, they're going to ride for you no matter what. The, you know, um, I've done some crazy stuff. <laughs> like, this man, though, I've done some crazy things. <laughs> and he's always loved me. You know, he's always he's always loved me. He's always taken care of me. Um, like, and that's why, like, if you're in Charleston, South Carolina, or if you're in... Um, Eugene, Oregon. If I got a drive to come get you, I'm gonna come get you. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I had money, if I not, I'm gonna call see if I can get the money. They come get you, man. I just, it's just that's the love I got for you, bro. So yeah, man. Appreciate appreciate that, man. Yeah. And you know, before we before we go, man, you got anything you would like to say to you know anybody? You know, any words of wisdom, any advice, any tips on how to you know succeed in this world when you're keeping it 100 with people okay <laughs> i have a few tips one i think don't take too long making decisions make a decision if it's the wrong decision you're going to learn from that decision and the faster you make decisions you either make the right decision and you're moving fast or you make the wrong decision and you learn to make the right decision so like go 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 don't sit and stop and be like what do I do? Like, go with your gut decision. Even if it's wrong, you still learned that that was not what I was supposed to do. We were just talking about mistakes. Speed is how people get ahead in this game. Being the first one to do things. Like, um, of course, do things right. But even if things are not all the way how things are supposed to speed, speed, speed. Because you're either going to be the first to get it done and stand out or you're going to do it wrong. And that's good too because guess what? You get to do it right. Mm-hmm. You learn how to do it right. Um I say, um, if you're if you're a young male listening to this, um, I say 
Don't worry about girls. Um, play play a sport so you can learn adversity. You can learn hard work. You can learn success. You can learn defeat. You can learn um, how to work with people because, no, you're not making the NFL or the Major League Baseball or the NFL, but you're learning how to work with people. And that just it, being doing a sport like it is so great because you learn how to like you learn people are not always for you. You're learning how to take criticism. You learn, like I said, success, defeat, like everything. You learn how to work for work with your boys. You know what I mean? And sometimes you make lifelong friends. I just had a friend, one of my linebackers I played with. We played on the same side. I was he was. I was the right DN. He was the right outside linebacker. And he hit me up. Uh, and I haven't talked to him in forever. And I was like, dang. <laughs> we got to go get a drink or something. We got to go get dinner or something. You know what I mean? So that, um, stay away from girls. Um, girls at this age, man, like especially in high school and stuff, like, <sighs> it's going to lead to trouble. Like, Girls don't even know what to do to help you at this stage of life, like because they're still learning about themselves. So, like, just stay away from them. Like, and I'm not saying this like I'm saying this from my experience. Like, I didn't have a bad girlfriend. I didn't have a girl that was, you know, a bad person. But in high school, I had a girlfriend that took my attention off everything, and that wasn't her fault. But I'm just saying, like, she didn't know. Even if she did know, she would have told me, "Hey, focus on your school. Focus on football." She didn't even know to say focus on school, focus on football because of how young she was. So right now, relationships are not the thing. Another thing, too, like even if she does become your girlfriend, the probability of not going to the same college is very low. So and then you just don't want just don't have a girlfriend going to college. It's just not fun. Like you it's confining. You don't you always stress because you don't know what she's doing, get Wake uh Wake Tech or uh, Wake Tech a uh, Wake Forest and you're at NC State or you at UNC Charlotte and she's at A and T especially at A and T or ECU. <laughs> if you go to E, she get the set with the ECU. If he's a pirate or an Aggie, just go ahead and drop her, bro. It's okay. <laughs> chill, man. It's okay. Chill. <laughs> go ahead and drop man. her. But that um, I would uh tell everybody to get a faith. That's something, man. I got into it with somebody the other day. Not into it, but so, but he was like, ah, "You believe in God?" And I was like, "Do you not?" He was like, "No, absolutely not. I don't believe in God." And I said, "Well, why?" He was like, "Well, children are dying in in schools, and this is that, blah blah blah." And I said, "Yeah, there's bad in the world, but it's also really there's good in the world too." And yeah, you would think if you believe in evil, you had to believe in the source of good too, right? Yeah. He like, uh, uh, and I'm like, so like, if you were down now, who do you rely on? You can't rely on everybody. You gotta have a faith that you rely on. You know, fortunately, we're Christians. You know what I mean? We we pray, and if we're down or we don't know what to do, we have God and faith with that. But like, I would say have a faith, like, because if you just Lost out here, that's when things are going to be bad. You see what I'm saying? Like, also with the faith you have, you need to have strict rules and guidelines that, yeah, you're going to stray away from, but you got to have a standard that you live by. If you don't, 
you're going to go for anything and do anything, and it's just going to get lost again. Yeah. So, but yeah, preferably be a Christian because, you know, we them boys. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. But yeah. Oh, uh, that's. I mean, I got a whole lot of other advice, but that's a whole, that could be a whole other other show. So yeah, gonna have to bring you back, man. Yeah, bro, yeah. I love the setup. I'm glad that we did. I'm glad that you did this. I'm glad that we are doing this. Like, I got to be on your show and stuff. Um, I'm just proud of you and Jacob. Y'all have got this podcast thing up and running. I love both y'all's podcast. Um, you know, his is sports. Um, yours is just life. And advice, and um, I do love it. I love both of y'all, man. Yeah, yeah. So. I appreciate that, man. I, I can't wait to see what what's next for you, bro, with the you know the podcasting thing, and you know just life, bro. And I know we're we're locked in, you know, for life, bro. We're we're gonna be brothers forever. Oh yeah, so I'm definitely. You already know, man. I'm definitely ready to rock to 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 swing on some rocking chairs in front of my house. Uh, in the country with you, big dog. Yes, sir. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you'll probably have a nice, great beard, and I bet you he'll still have them waves. So that's great. <laughs> but I'm down doing stuff like that with you, man. I'm down to, you know, be at your wedding and be there when you have your first child. And, and yeah, man, you're my homie, and I just can't wait to live life with you. Yeah, man, vice versa. But thanks again for – thanks for, for being on here, man, you know – I know this was a this was a long time coming and yeah. you know appreciate you being on here man for anybody who's listening thank you for tuning in uh just to remind y'all make sure to follow all of our my bad follow us on all streaming services we're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify and Google Podcasts at UR Story Podcast uh that's the letter U the letter R and then story. So make sure to go follow us on those and please give a rating, you know, preferably four or five stars and write a review. I'd love five stars. (laughs) Just don't even think about a full, think about a five (laughs) and make sure to write a review. I'd love to hear what y'all have to say. You know, what y'all think of the episodes, how this podcast has impacted your lives. Cause that's what we're all about. You know, just sharing these stories and impacting lives and just being a part of that story. And, doing it the right way so just please leave a rating please leave leave a review um we're also on youtube subscribe to the channel it's uh at it's you the letter u the letter r and then space story on youtube and subscribe turn on post notifications and just leave a comment like the video like each episode i just appreciate that that'll help us get up in the algorithm and put this podcast in the ears of more people and you know the eyes of more people and you know, just help impact lives. That's what we're here to do. I feel like God is going to carry this thing a long way. Also, follow us on Instagram. It's the letter U, the letter R, Story Podcast on Instagram. That's the letter U, the letter R, Story Podcast on Instagram. And we also have TikTok as well. So follow us on there. It's the letter U, the letter R, and then Story Pod on TikTok. So that boy we, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. You got everything, but... Yeah, appreciate y'all. Um, you know, if you're if you're listening to this again, I'd just like to thank you for for tuning in and you know, please just continue to support. I'm definitely gonna bring Adam back on here. You know, you're definitely gonna hear him again. So, like I said, make sure to just keep it 100. You know, don't be afraid to let your you know, just tell people the truth, you know. Um, 
obviously you want to have grace in doing it, but at the same time, you know, I think over time, you know, if someone just really listens and hears it, they'll just grow to respect it and stuff. So again, thank you for being here, man. Yes, sir. Let's go get some food. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see y'all next time. Peace. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.